Finishing up offseason options, why signing a backup quarterback, i.e. Tyrod Taylor, might be Howie Roseman's most important move of free agency. All that and more on today's edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast. You are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everyone? Welcome on into yet another edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team each and every day. I am your Eagles expert, Gino Camilleri, scouting director here at Locked On Eagles, longtime fan of the birds. And on today's episode, we are going to finish up our offseason options with a couple more positions. We're going to finish it up with, yes, punter. We have to talk about that. Some guys on the offensive line that you might want to add behind the big four. Potential options at tight end behind the guy they just signed. But first, we have to get into arguably the most important position on the football field. And that is quarterback. And that is backup quarterback. And if you're one of the many everydayers who has joined us here for now six years, this is our seventh season hosting Locked On Eagles, we came into a season in 2018 when we first started hosting this show where Nick Foles, the backup quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles, who at one point was the starter of the team and almost retired and then came back, ended up winning a Super Bowl for this Philadelphia Eagles team. And we've done this show year over year, and we like to point to many greats in Eagles history that were backups that have played big time games and big time moments for this team. I was there when Donovan McNabb tore his ACL in 2006. Out comes Jeff Garcia and boom, he leads that team to the playoffs. You look at some guys that have played in that McNabb era, the AJ Feelys that have had to come up and almost beat the undefeated Patriots team. Or you fast forward to when they invested in Michael Vick or Kevin Cobb or heck, Nick Foles in a second go around or Josh McCown at 41 years old or Marcus Mariota last year. Howie Roseman has been around teams that have had to rely on the backup quarterback more than they should have, frankly. Outside of last year where Jalen Hurts played every single game for you, started every single game the first time that a player has done that in nearly two decades for the Eagles. They've had to go to the backup quarterback. Roseman has paid that position pretty, pretty well. Look at that Chase Daniel contract when Carson Wentz came in. You remember that thing? It's like $10 million a year. To do what? Absolutely nothing. He did nothing and got paid $10 million a year. Well, frankly, that's the best case scenario for a backup quarterback is that they get paid this money and they don't have to do much. Marcus Mariota, what did he do for you? He didn't have to do much for you, but he was a very good insurance policy. And when he came off the bench, his MO and his makeup seems to fit what Jalen Hurts did. And that transition seemed pretty easy when he came in in spots this year. You go back to 2017, that transition, it was tough to go from Wentz to Foles. That was one of the better coaching masterclasses that we have seen when Doug Peterson scrapped that playbook and turned everything around and said, we're going to run that Chip Kelly offense that Nick Foles was so good at in 2013. 
and we're going to make Nick Foles our quarterback and run that offensive style. They've gotten away from that. The NFL as a whole has started to move towards that Baltimore Ravens model where quite literally every guy they bring into that quarterback room matches the makeup of their quarterback. If you look at the last couple of seasons, look who's been in that room behind Lamar. It was RG3 for a little bit. I mean, guys like Josh Johnson have been in that room and anybody that's an athlete and can run and can throw, they fit that mold. And what do you need behind Jalen Hurts? I think somebody right in that same makeup, somebody that isn't going to be a statue in the pocket, somebody that can run a little bit of that RPO style offense and keep the ball if need be and use their legs if they have to. And somebody that could be a, let's say a poor man's Jalen Hurts for one or two games if you need. Gardner Minshew was his backup a couple years ago. It worked for a year, and then the second go-around, you saw that transition, how hard it was, almost like Carson Wentz to Nick Foles. Two different players, two different styles, two different ways you have to run the offense. So let's look at the market right now. I said on the intro, I think Tyrod Taylor is the best option for this football team. I think from a leadership perspective behind him, it's very Marcus Mariota-esque, knows his role in today's National Football League. He knows he's a backup. He knows that he is built to be around young quarterbacks. And Tyrod has played in important football games. I want that type of player. That's why I love the idea of having Marcus last year. Heck, if, if Marcus is going to be cheaper than a guy like Tyrod, go out there and bring him back. He's younger. He's probably more athletic at this point. Or do you like the idea of Jacoby Brissett? Would Nick Sirianni love to get his guy in the building? It seems like that was an inevitable signing for the Eagles the last couple seasons, maybe they finally go and do that. Do you like the idea of Ryan Tannehill? Me, not so much. If you're going to go for a veteran, I like the guys that are a little bit more athletic than Tannehill at this point, but I don't think he falls into that statue quarterback conversation. Could very well be somebody if he isn't looking to compete for a starting job that towards the end of free agency comes in and could be a very good backup for you or Heck, what about the idea of Jameis Winston, his personality in this in this room? But all in all, I think backup quarterback might be the most important decision Howie Roseman makes going into this offseason. Yeah, it might sound pretty dumb to say that. You're like, is this guy going to play 12 snaps all season? Maybe not, but worst case scenario, he might have to go and win you a Super Bowl. It's like insurance. You pay for it, and you're like, why am I paying $400 a month for two cars to insure them? And I get nothing out of it. Well, the day that it's icy and your wheels start to spin out a bit and you crash, knock on wood, that doesn't happen to anybody. Please drive safely. But that's the Nick Foles scenario. That's the Jeff Garcia. That's when you need that decision to be the right decision. Will they bring in somebody to battle Tanner McKee for that third spot in the draft? I believe so. I think it'll be that same makeup of player. If you look at the guys that were in the draft last year, that's what we were talking about. I mean... Look at the guy for the Patriots, somebody that has been coveted around the National Football League. He's been signed by multiple teams now. The Eagles would have loved to get a player like that. Like that. Do they do that this year? Do they go into day three and say, with all these fifth-round picks, we're going to go and use another fifth-round pick on a quarterback? Yeah, worry about that when the time comes. But until then, when free agency starts, this should be priority number one, two, and three, in my opinion. Because the team only goes as far as the quarterback goes.
Option one, I love, love, love Tyrod Taylor to be your number two. Comes from the Giants. Can also get some inside information to that Dable offense a little bit. That would be nice for your defense. But it's a big decision, Howie. Make the right one. If I had to rank it, I go bringing Marcus Mariota back, number one. Number two, give me Tyrod Taylor, number three. I think Jameis Winston, personality-wise, would be great in Philadelphia. I think if he came in, he would embrace it. I think it's time for him to give back to Philadelphia after breaking my heart back in 2015, having the game of his life when he threw for five touchdowns. But we will get to the tight end, the pass catchers. What happened yesterday? The Eagles signed a ghost, maybe? No, they actually signed a player in Elbert Owen. We will talk about that on the flip side here on Locked On Eagles. Today's episode of LOE is brought to you by our friends over at Nissan. Are you the kind of driver that likes to push things a little bit further? Ever wonder what an adventure could be like around the next corner? Our friends over at Nissan have a lineup of SUVs with capabilities to take your adventure to the next level. They have the 2024 Nissan Rogue. It's perfect for the city and great escapes. It has Google built in right on a 12.3-inch HD touchscreen with Google Assistant, Google Maps, and the Google Play Store. The 2024 Rogue is perfect mid-size crossover for your next adventure. Or if you're somebody like me that likes to put the pedal to the metal, I like the Nissan Pathfinder in 2024. It has up to eight people that it could carry, expansive cargo capacity and 4x4 capability with 284 horsepower and up to 6,000 pounds of towing. When adventure calls, the Pathfinder is there to answer. Take the Nissan Rogue, Nissan Pathfinder, or Nissan Armada and go find your next big adventure. Shop NissanUSA.com. Welcome back to this final episode of Lockdown Eagles this week. I'm your Eagles expert, Gino Camilleri. And while you are here, make sure you subscribe to the show. And while you are at it, make sure you subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube brought to you by Lockdown. And it's also available on Amazon Fire TV in the free Fire TV channels app. Lockdown Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of the Lockdown, plus our national shows covering every week. Find Lockdown Sports Today now available on the free Fire TV channels app. You can catch us there. Thank you for joining us. We are continuing to talk about our free agent options edition, talking about tight end. Yesterday, when we said we were going to do the show, we thought things might be a little different, that they might have some optionality in the tight end room to go and find somebody to be a good number two behind Dallas Goddard. And a move was made yesterday that seemingly shocked a lot of us because I don't think this player actually was on the football field at all last year. You could tell me he was, and I'd say go find the four snaps that he actually was. No, he did play. He was underutilized, but the Eagles are bringing back Albert O on a one-year deal, probably to back up Dallas Goddard to be the number two as a pass catcher. That's what he was in Denver when the Eagles traded for him. Lou and I both had expected that he would be worked into this offense as that number two pass catcher over the oft-injured Grant Calcaterra and the human refrigerator as a blocker in Jack Stoll, who currently is a restricted free agent and most likely will be back. But right now, after that move, you have four guys in this room, and two of them are young. One of them is still on his rookie deal in Grant Calcaterra, though he 
was injured a lot last season. And is he ever going to be more than he currently is, is a solid, not good player in the national football league when he is on the field or can he take that next step or do they believe in Albert O to be that guy? Does this shut them down from bringing in a big time free agent? Like, uh, Hunter Henry or a Mike Kosicki, let's say, in, in that tier to pair with Dallas Goddard? I would say so. I think they have a lot of assets invested when it comes to money. And even though with the NFL announcing today that they're bumping that salary cap up nearly $30 million from what it was last year, the Eagles still have a lot of money invested in Dallas Goddard. Are they going to go out there and pay another tight end? Well, they have already paid A.J. Brown and they still have to pay. Devontae Smith. I don't believe that they are going to, but does that preclude them from acquiring guys in free agency or even drafting another tight end? Not at all. Not at all. Jack Stoll is basically six offensive linemen for you. Grant Calcaterra, both of those guys, the replacement level players. Albert O, you don't know what you have in him, even with that one-year deal. Now, are you swimming or fishing in the big pond with the big fish? No. Are you fishing in a pond where you can get some guys that could come in and contribute? Definitely. I like the idea of adding more when it comes to the pass game and in a way where you can move these guys around. That move type of, they call it an F tight end, where you can really move them all around the formation. And they don't just play in line. They can play in the backfield. They can play out wide at times. I like the idea of adding a player, Josiah Degara. He was a former third-round pick for the Packers. But what he is, he's more of a fullback move guy that, with Kellen Moore, somebody that I think, one, is going to utilize the run game more, two, utilize movement much more, and three, utilize the matchup base much more. A guy like Degara could be your seventh or eighth option, but be a plus one when it comes to being a blocker out of the backfield, being another guy you can add on to the line in 13 personnel, potentially challenge Alberto at that number two position. If you want somebody that's really going to challenge Albert O in terms of pass catching, what about an Adam Troutman or an Irv Smith guys that were drafted high, didn't live up to their expectations. Irv's Adam Troutman was traded rather from new Orleans. To Denver, didn't work out there. Irv Smith went from Minnesota, ended up going to Cincinnati, didn't work out there either. Can both of those guys be an upgrade over what you have at that number two position? 100%. 100%. It was clear. The last two seasons. That when Dallas Goddard went down, what was your best option? Heck, it might have been bringing Richard Rodgers off of the street. They need to upgrade there. One for the reliability and two for the versatility. The reliability of having another pass-catching element for Jalen Hurts to rely on. Because frankly, it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough to have three guys, two at times. And they need more optionality when it comes to blocking things up, when it comes to who can we add as an additional route runner, who can we add as a, a pin-and-pull blocker, who can we take and be the sixth option, or be a second option out of the backfield. That F, that move type of tight end, that Y type of guy that can play in line or even move outside that's like an Irv Smith or an Adam Troutman. 
Is it going to be a big name? Is it going to blow you away? No. But the thing is, with that Dallas Goddard contract, the reality is if they want to upgrade, it's probably going to have to come through a premium pick in the draft. And do you see premier tight ends this year? Not ones that are better than Dallas Goddard. Once again, does that preclude them from drafting one of those guys? No. Does it push them more towards the Grant Calcaterra fifth round, sixth round pick territory? I would say so. Albert O, they trust you. They trust you because they would have let him walk if they didn't. They believe that he has some sort of semblance of an idea being the offensive designers and play callers that he can be a piece on this offense. We'll see. And hopefully Dale Scouter stays healthy. But I like the idea of adding more of somebody you can move around. I love that. San Francisco, that Kyle Juszczyk type of player that you can really do just about anything with is a bigger running back, can take handoffs for you at times. I think Degar is a, a very underrated signing, somebody that could come in and with Kyle Moore would be able to pay some dividends. And talk about dividends, where are dividends made, special teams, and in the trenches. We got to talk about just some underrated offensive line additions that this team could make with the big four that they have and potentially adding a punter and upgrading at that position. We'll finish up this Friday edition of the Lockdown Eagles podcast right after this. This next segment is brought to us by our sponsor, BetterHelp. Sometimes we all need the opportunity to get something off our chest. Big or small, certain things can really start to get to you. It's important to let that out, especially to somebody who's unbiased on your life. So today I want to say how I really feel about something. You might even be thinking about the same thing this week. Folks, I'm sick of the Philadelphia media getting hard on these players like A.J. Brown. I'm over it. I'm over it. These guys play a sport they deal with enough. We don't need this. We like the positivity. That's why we're the positivity pod here at the Locked On Eagles podcast. And back to the point, therapy can be different for everyone. Most of us have bigger problems than our favorite sports team, and it's important to get things off our chest every once in a while. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be flexible and suited to your schedule. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash locked on. All right, everyone, wrapping up this Friday edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team each and every day. Gino Camilleri, your Eagles expert here, wrapping up this offseason options edition of the show. And if you've been following along, thank you, thank you, thank you. But I got something to say to our listeners real quick. You know I'm a numbers guy, so I was looking at our numbers. Tell me why 75% of you watching on YouTube, and I bet even more than that listening, aren't subscribed to the show. It's how we pay the bills, folks. It's how I keep the wife happy. Subscribe while you're here. If you love what we do, you've been here for 1, 10, 100, 1,000, 1,300 episodes of Lockdown Eagles, subscribe, 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 because we're not going anywhere. And we're finishing up talking about Offensive line and punters. Where else would you come to hear about punters and free agency other than the positivity pod? Come on. I'm a special teams coordinator at heart. I love, love, love this position. But we got to talk about offensive line first because the reality is we don't know what is going on with Jason Kelsey. Is he going to retire? Is he not going to retire? Regardless, plan as if he is not going to be here. 
So, how do you attack this? Well, you had drafted Cam Jurgens. Well, first you had drafted Landon Dickerson to be the replacement for Jason Kelsey. Both of them had been moved to guard. Landon Dickerson has solidified himself as one of the premier left guards in the National Football League. Cam Jurgens played very well at that right guard spot. I don't think people expected him to play that well. Seems like a good transition. Now, do they make the easy move and move him to the center position, move Tyler Steen, who they drafted last year, to be the right guard, and then all you have to do is go and find depth? Or do they attack it and say, we're going to keep it how it is, we'll potentially draft another center, that will make Lou very happy, Jackson Powers Johnson, that would be awesome. But let's go out into free agency and let's pay Lloyd Cushenberry under market value from Denver. We got four really, really good offensive linemen. Cushenberry just priced himself out of the market in Denver. They have other guys they have to pay on that line. Do we want to pay a center? I don't think Howie Roseman wants to take that approach. I think he wants to go with the former idea that I said rather than the latter. So let's take the idea that you have the big four. You move Cam from right guard to center. Tyler Steen is now your new right guard. So you got to get some guys that can be a swing tackle, a swing guard for you. You're potentially losing Suo Opeta. Jack Driscoll is going to walk. You need to bring in more guys, which they will in the draft, of course, but they need to bring in guys via free agency. There are a couple that, from divisional opponents, we have seen, we have played against, and I don't think they're going to be starters. They're definitely swing guys at the tackle position. Chuma Idoga and Matt Pert. Matt Pert from the Giants. Chuma Idoga from the Cowboys. One, I love the idea of taking talent away from your enemy. And two, those guys, they played against you both times last year. I mean, you saw Idoga. You saw Pert. Pert was drafted higher than he has really turned out to be. But that's a swing tackle type of value guy. A big V type of player for you. Heck, you bring big V back to be that swing type of player for you. Or Kelvin Throckmorton. He's been around. He was originally with the Saints, and he ended up with Tennessee. He ended up being their right guard down the stretch for them. You're going to need to bring in those type of players, guys that are veterans that can help out that young offensive line without Jason Kelsey being there. Lane Johnson's the only real vet in that room that has been there for more than five years at this point. Well, no, Jordan will, Jordan is so young and he's been in the league forever. But you do need experience because you can't rely on the Jack Driscolls of the world to come in there and just have terrible experiences at right tackle. Bring in an Edoga for a million dollars. Bring in a Matt Pert for $3 million. That's not going to be the end of the world. And it's an investment Howie Roseman has made. He's done with, with LaRaven Clark. He did that multiple times paying him. I mean, heck, Andre Dillard was one of the most highly paid backup left tackles in National Football League history. So Howie Rosen's going to make moves there. And he has to make moves at punter. And that's where we're finishing this show. Braden Mann, he's currently a free agent. I think there's one move that was made in the NFL yesterday outside of Philadelphia that could have a good impact in favor of the Eagles. And that is Kansas City, for some reason, Letting Tommy Townsend walk and signing the punt god. Tommy Townsend is a legitimately good punter. If you watch that Super Bowl, how many times did he back up San Francisco where Kansas City was just pinned back with their tail tucked between their legs? 
And he's done it against the Eagles. I think Tommy Townsend, somebody you pay money. You give him a good contract and say, we're going to solidify this position that has been up and down for us the last three years. Since Cam Johnston, who is a free agent, left a couple years ago. Money's in the crumbs. That's what today's show is all about. Those little details, 30 to 53, even 30 to player 90, that's what this show is about. Finding the guys in the trenches, guys that are under the radar, depth pieces, guys that are worst-case scenarios being the quarterback for you. Those are the guys that Howie Roseman really has to focus in on. They aren't throwaway signings. Those are signings that could potentially pay big dividends for you down the road. But that'll do it for today's episode of the Locked On Eagles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team each and every day. Once again, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube, and it's also available on Amazon Fire TV. It's free on their free Fire TV channels at Locked On Sports. Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering each and every league. Find Locked On Sports today, now and available on the free Fire TV channels app. Find the Locked On Eagles podcast wherever you get your shows and on YouTube as well. For your first listen each and every day, make sure you're subscribing. Make sure you're getting those alerts so you don't even have to click in. It'll pop up right on your phone. You could come watch us, listen to us, make us your first listen, go make another show, your second listen, and you are our everydayers. You are the lifeblood of what we do here. So thank you. Go have an enjoyable weekend. We appreciate you. We will be back next week as we get closer to the combine. We're going to see a lot of guys running in underwear. Oh, folks, it's the best time of year. But that'll do it for me, Gino Camilleri, your Eagles expert here at Locked On Eagles. I'll end it as I always do. Fly, Eagles, fly.